0: And we're back with more of the Pope on film.
1: Free money!
0: Act
2: three. Act three. I'm looking at the poster right now on Facebook, and uh, what's the name of the guy that I hate from American Pie? Chris Klein is really... Really looking uh cagey in there. Yes. That's the most Nicolas Cage Chris Klein has ever looked. Yes, he did have a a bit of a Nicolas
0: Cage persona. <laughs> yeah. He's but I go thought steal the declaration. he I he looked more like a uh like a, a combination of Christian Slater And, like, Zachary Quinto. Ooh, Zachary Quinto.
2: Nice. Uh, yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pobon Film Podcast to casually stroll on into the third and final act of the show. And it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our totally cool hat backwards, sitting backwards in our chair, just want to rap at you about life. Movie of the week! And this week we continue our summer of bottoming. With a look at the 2009 film, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Yes. Uh, Okay, first off, the intro. Every summer, we choose a theme. We've done the summer of Star Wars, the summer of Saw, and last week we did a, a Fred Willard retrospective. That was a whole lot of fun. And so this year, we are diving deep into IMDb's list of the bottom 100 worst movies of all time. And as voted on by our fans on Twitter last week, this week we are discussing the 2009 video game movie Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li, currently number 92 in the list of bad movies. And yeah, this is bad, but question the the hardest question is it worse than last week's film is it worse than madonna in castaway i
0: actually thought about this quite a bit uh, because i i feel like keeping kind of in the tradition of how we are doing this bottom 100 for me This week's movie, I would have to give it a room uh, and one barb and star to fix it up. But that is what I gave swept away, and this is a much better movie than swept away. You know, I I was literally sitting there like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Uh, You know, this movie's okay, whatever. I don't know. It's just started. Let's see how long we're in here. Okay, check. Okay, 15 minutes. I'm not screaming yet. So and then I started watching yeah. the movie again and then I would I would go, you know, okay, it's I'm really not seeing anything terribly terribly wrong here. You know, so I checked yeah. back again like 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm still not screaming or offended or anything else that swept away fucking did to me. I, like I felt held hostage to that fucking movie.
1: I you couldn't know? watch
0: it in one
2: second it takes shifts.
0: And then at 30 minutes it was just like, you know, this is still better swept away, but like I just don't care about this movie.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? So because of that, I am I am retroactively changing my rating on Swept Away to two rooms and a Barb and Star.
2: Okay, well, first off, um, as we like to do, I was trying to think, how could you work Barb and Star into this movie? This is a difficult movie to work Barb and Star in. But I can 100% see the scene where they're at the nightclub, and you see all the women dancing. And then uh, Chun-Li walks in with her bow with her uh, buns, like in the video game. And then behind her are, are Barb and Star. And they're like, oh, look at that dancing. Oh, pole dancing. I hear a lot of uh, women do that. Should we try it? And then you see girl in a bikini grinding, girl in a bikini grinding, and then woman in culottes dancing. Yes. And I can perfectly see that entire scene of them trying to dance on the pole. That would be hilarious. Like,
0: for the most part, I found this movie was just bland. Yeah. Like, it just never grabbed my attention. And yeah. frankly, the story was flat enough, you didn't have to pay much attention to it.
2: The story was generic. The story yeah. was a story that that I have heard a million times before. And then the cast was definitely the cast they could afford. Okay, yeah. so Lana Lang from CW is fighting against a poor man's Graham Norton. Yeah.
0: So, so okay, here is exactly, you know, see, again, The Room has heart, you know, as yeah. a movie, Tommy Wiseau loved The Room, and you can see it when you watch the movie, you can see it, and you can also see that Tommy Wiseau loves Tommy Wiseau, you can see that as well when he watched The Room, you know? Yeah. When you watch something like this, this is exactly a movie made by George Weiss, right? From Ed Wood. Am I yeah. getting his name yeah. right? Where it's like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Look, I need a Street Fighter sequel. Make sure it's at least five reels. Give it a decent ending and some decent act and some decent action. All right, oh, I, go. Uh,
2: it's it's funny. It's funny you should mention that because in my mind, I thought I went, uh, uh, what's his name? A little shop of horrors? Roger Corman. I yeah. went, look, if we don't make a movie by June, we lose the rights to Street Fighter. Make something. I don't care how what it is. Well, let's
0: face facts. We can easily pop Roger Corman directly into that same role. Yeah. And it would still work. Roger Corman is that same guy but anyway yeah definitely the the same idea you know and that's what we got a very generic movie that just doesn't get your attention
1: at all at all
0: And I mean it's bland it's just a solid myth the whole movie is just a solid myth nobody cared about this movie not even the people acting in this movie cared about this movie. Okay, you know, so
2: it's funny you should mention This movie
0: that. is going to grow up, okay? kill a bunch of younglings with his lightsaber, and become Darth Vader. That is the future of this movie, because nobody ever loved it as a child.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's funny you should mention that, because there's not a lot of info about the making of this film. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of info about exactly how this movie got made. But you know what there is a lot of information about? The twisted sex cult that the movie star was a part of. Really? Oh so, uh, it's time to do a sort of mini shap uh about an organization known as NXIVM which the members of the cult pronounced Nexium. Okay. Its founder, a man named Keith Rainier. Okay. Keith Rainier is currently serving a sentence of de facto life in prison without parole at the United States Penitentiary in Tucson, Arizona, which is a double sentence because not only does he have to live in jail for the rest of his life, but he also has to live in Tucson.
1: Okay. So it's
2: sort of double sentence because no one wants to live in Tucson. No. They made an entire movie about it. It's called Hamlet 2, and it is funny. So uh Keith Rainier was born to well-off parents in New York City, and according to his former girlfriend, he grew up with a God complex, believing that he was superior and better than everyone else, like a deity. Nothing suspicious there. Okay. So we can... He would also date multiple women, and his mom was once... Uh, uh, once recounted that uh his son keith rainier would be on the phone to each girl telling each one oh i love you you're the only one for me i only have eyes for you you're the special one you're you're the chosen one we were meant to be together no one else and he would tell all of his girlfriends that gee i wonder if this will come into play later probably not let's move on anyway um uh, Keith Rainier grows up and he's selling Amway which you Okay Amway your local Amway salesman Yes Amway uh Keith Rainier becomes obsessed with both Amway's multi-level marketing style and Scientology Oh, you can see where this is going. So, in 1990, Keith Rainier starts his own company, a multi-level marketing company called Consumers Buyline. So, this is what we are. Uh, we here at uh, Consumers Buyline are a multi-level marketing company, a discount buying club. You sign up for us. And we save you money. Here's how. We purchase things in bulk and sell it to you for a discount. But you have to be a member. So really, by giving us money every month and becoming a member, you're actually saving money. Plus, in our uh, discount buying club, you can make money by signing up more and more people to the company. So it's a win-win for you. Consumers Byline. Call us now. That's what he said about his company. But after a massive 20-state investigation, the New York Attorney General Robert Abrams had to say that it was an illegal multi-million dollar pyramid scheme. Okay. He signed up over 200,000 members across the nation giving him money, and then he would uh, make them buy products. And instead of sending Keith Rainier to jail, they made him sign a consent order. I've never heard of this before. I'm just assuming this is the sort of shit that white people get away with when they're when they have money. Yeah. But they made him sign a consent order where he didn't admit to any guilt at all but agreed to pay, I don't know, $400,000 in fines and promised to never again make another pyramid scheme. I (laughs) promise. So in 1994, he did it again. This time, his company was called the National Health Network, and they were selling phony health pills. Okay. like, Like we're in the good place or something. But that one, he he didn't get in trouble for that one, mainly because this uh, pyramid scheme wasn't at all successful. He made no money for it. So in the late 90s, Keith Rainier says, okay, if I'm going to do this pyramid scheme thing again, I'm going balls out. Okay.
1: Funny, do you know what
2: neuro-linguistic programming is?
0: Uh, I mean, I could probably pull it apart by the words. No. I'm going to go no.
2: Basically, like, in layman's terms, the the complete idiot's guide to neurolinguistic programming. Honey, can you explain what neurolinguistic programming is? Because you've suddenly magically appeared with a big smile on your face tits first. No, but I'm, I, I'm, I have a hard time understanding it. So can you help us out a little bit? What is your explanation? Basically, it's a way to manipulate a person's thoughts and behaviors using language, like how Scientologists have their own secret hidden language of the Org and the Thetans and the Hill and etc. You create your own language and can use that to manipulate people's thoughts and actions.
1: Not necessarily. Okay. Okay, you don't create your own language. But what you're doing is you're pairing something. It's like, it's basically ABA therapy. What you're doing is you're pairing an action with a word or a touch and then later like if I were to say oh there's a leverage clip you can pull up they explain okay. it wonderfully um, Sophie is sitting there, they're talking, they're talking and um, Christian Kane's character okay. he he's pouring her tea and like she'll touch him in one spot and uh, and like oh thank you Elliot, Elliot. thank you, Elliot. And then um, she'll like make a movement, and then he'll put sugar in her tea or whatever. And so it's it's neurolinguistic programming is brainwashing, yeah, essentially. Because if I touch you here, and I had programmed you, if I touch you here to I don't know, pick up something or go get water, it's uh, like that one um. Have so. Yeah, yeah, Hello, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: This is a really good way to explain it.
1: So, yeah,
2: yeah. So glad you appeared because I was having. I heard a hard you. Time I heard time. you. And I was, I was having a hard time, time with it. Mistake. This was the one <laughs> roadblock in my mini shadow. Well,
0: this is this like, is why this is why I had never particularly felt that the Bene Gesserit power of voice in Dune was really a psychic power. It was just something that... I mean, it's science fiction. I'm not saying we could really do it, but, like, it comes from someplace real, you know? Where words touch all that actually matters.
2: Yeah. So, So, basically, our man Keith Rainier gets a pot and he puts in Scientology... Neuro linguistic programming. Ayn Rand. He's a big fan of Ayn Rand. That's a big oh. one. And his multi level marketing schemes. He puts all of that in a pot. He sets it to boil. He stirs it up really good. And he comes up with a new company called the Executive Success Program. Oh, okay. near. I'm the CEO of the Executive Success Program. And the goal of the company was they would offer lengthy self-help deprogramming to uh, rich people, heiresses, powerful CEOs, uh, trust fund babies, and uh, kind of important here, easily influenced, low self-esteem Hollywood actors and actresses. Yeah. So, this was very successful. And a few years in, he changes the name of his company from the Executive Success Program to NXIVM, which they pronounced Nexium. And uh, uh, Keith Rainier adopts the title of Vanguard. <laughs> Everyone must call me Vanguard. That is my name and position in Nexium. Yes. I can help you achieve greatness. Society has programmed you to believe in its wrongness, but through me and my vanguard system, I can deprogram you and help you uncover the success within. Yes. Like real Scientology sounding shit. In 20... Um, basically, imagine Scientology if L. Ron Hubbard... All he wanted was a harem. Yes. That's basically Nexium. In 2017, the first report surfaced that... In 2014, 2012, 2015, some reports started coming out about, oh, you know this company that uh, helps rich people and celebrities and stuff? Some people liken it to a cult, and Forbes magazine has a... Cover with him on the cover, and they're interviewing him, and it's all a big success, and they're interviewing people who are very successful with it. And then they interview someone who's like, Oh, I got out of it. It's really scary. It's like a cult. And Forbes is like, Oh, that's so funny. And the guy's like, No, it's a real cult. This is this is dangerous. And Forbes is like, ha, we're gonna interview Keith tomorrow. Okay, so, okay, I need to
0: interrupt. Okay, Ugh. I yes, most certainly this is a cult, sounds like a cult, but you know, damn it, it gives me nostalgia, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. a good old fashioned rich person's cult, you know, like yeah. Ramtha, you know, I'm like, like Ramtha is just not for anybody. She's going for the big fucking money, you know? Yeah. So she makes it all prestigious or like est way back in the day or other things like that. These cults that like kind of descri- kind of cloak themselves as like self-help groups. Yeah. And kind of things like that. That's what that's what this is reminding
2: me of quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that is this. In 2017, the first report surfaced that within Nexium there was a secret society of women called DOS. And so DOS was the secret inner circle of the vanguard's personal sex slaves. Okay. There were brainwashed women that... Uh, Keith Rainier owned. Yeah. And Vanguard himself would brand the women. And when I say that, I don't mean oh, you are a member of the cult now. Uh, Gabba Gabba, one of us. No, he had a fucking branding iron. And would brand the women whose sole job was to follow him around and fuck him. God damn it. Okay. And hail much? <laughs> crazy-ass shit. The New York Times wrote about DOS and the branding, and so uh, Keith Rainier fled to Mexico fearing his arrest with uh, with his group of DOS women. And also, uh, some other reports surfaced they weren't able to officially pin him, but suddenly this one woman disappears. This one woman is killed, and there's a suspicious note around her body. This other woman says, "Oh, he raped me." This other woman came out said he raped me. The Forbes magazine cover was uh, entitled "The Cult of Personality," and so Keith Rainier is like, "Shit, I need to, I need to change my appearance. I need to, I need, I need to." Uh win people over. He spends $2 million seeking the endorsement of the Dalai Lama. Okay. And the Dalai Lama traveled to Albany, New York, to give him a talk. This is before uh, Vanguard fled to Mexico. Um, during the event, the Dalai Lama himself in 2009 presented Rainier with a white scarf on stage. Is that like Dobby getting the sock? <laughs> it was later revealed that the Dalai Lama's gatekeepers was a woman named Sarah Bromfman. And she was a monk. And. Uh, so why was. uh vanguard allowed access to this cult leader well eventually it was learned that the gatekeeper to the Dalai Lama who was a monk and had taken a vow of celibacy was fucking another Lama. okay and so eventually she was kicked out, and apparently she was corrupt and 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 she was like skimming money and, and so
0: there was a lot of llama on llama action going on there,
2: yeah, 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 so uh there's allegations of sexual slavery and branding, and uh a longtime partner of Rainier, a woman named Kristen uh left the organization and said uh started allegating really horrible stuff and they started investigating keith rainier and so they arrested him in mexico in 2018 during an orgy with his uh with his group of sex slaves and he was basically found uh, arrested and found guilty of Let's just say everything. Yeah. Sexual exploitation of a child, the possession of child pornography, sex trafficking, attempted sex trafficking, identity theft, like five or six counts of identity theft, conspiracy to alter records for use in an official proceeding, yada, yada, yada uh and also uh, but they weren't able to tie him to any of the deaths there were a few suspicious circumstances a few women died of suspicious circumstances but uh, he has yet to be tied to any of those well a number of low self-esteem easy to manipulate people joined this group including actors and actresses and and very uh powerful famous people One of the big breaks to this group becoming successful is um, he recruited members of the Bronfman family who were heirs to the Seagrams' fortune. Okay. And apparently they were super powerful at the time, and so that was a big, uh, like, feather in his cap. (laughs) Also, there were a number of actors and actresses who were a part of N- Nixium, including but not limited to Stargate SG-1 actress Sarah Edmondson, Battlestar Galactica actress Nikki Klein, N-A-C N-I-C-K-I. Ugh. Okay. And a fun fact about. Uh, Battlestar Galactica actress Nikki Klein, she was married to actress Allison Mack who played Chloe in Smallville for ten seasons and was also second in command of the whole fucking cult. <laughs>
1: okay. Watch it.
2: Smallville. The only person I cared about on the damn show. She played this plucky reporter in I don't know Smallville High. I never really watched the fucking show, but she was so funny and was so charismatic that she they 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 got her character and they Harley Quinned it. Because this was an original character that was written for Smallville, but she did it so good they made her character an actual character in the star in the Superman universe, really? Yes, yeah, it's the exact same thing with Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was created just for that yeah. animated series and did so good that she exploded. Now she gets her own movie. So now Chloe is in the DC universe, despite the fact that she was played by the second-in-command of a fucking sex cult. Yes. That is insane! Uh, Yeah, so... So, Allison Mack was arrested with Keith Rainier, and her job in Nixium was recruiting women, and like, oh, so you're an actress. I know how hard it is, you know, after uh, uh, Smallville... Ended. I didn't know what to do with my career. And then I found this organization. It's called Nexium, and they help people achieve success. And it really did wonders for me. And uh, you should really join. It's really great. And maybe later I can convince you. Maybe later, Vanguard can use neurolinguistic programming to break you down so that he entirely controls you. And then we'll be branding you, and you'll be a sex slave. Yeah. So she was in charge of recruiting women, and guess who one of them was—the star of Street Fighter, the legend of Chun Li, star Kristen Crook, who played Lana on Smallville—and she left Smallville to do this fucking movie.
1: <laughs> oh. What
2: a great decision! Oh, uh, food for you and Chris Klein. That's why we see taboo from the Black Eyed Peas in every movie. So that was that was uh
0: that was the oh. the leader of the Spider Web guys. Who? <laughs> Who are you talking about, right? The guy from Smallville.
1: Oh, no, the girl from
2: Smallville.
0: Oh, I thought you said a guy as well. I'm sorry. My misunderstanding. Yeah, no, yes. No,
2: no, no. Uh, Kristen Crew. Kru- it must be difficult to have a Klingon last name. Kristen And was she Chun-Li? She played Chun-Li. And she was in the sex cult. Now, I, I need to say that uh, Kristen <gasps> claims that she only took a few courses in Nexium and never witnessed anything illegal, but I personally think that's a load of Dingo's kidneys. Okay. Because her best friend and co-star, Allison Mack, was the sex called Second in Command, and Allison Mack's wife, Nikki, from Battlestar Galactica, she was in charge of DOS. Yeah. She was so Allison Mack would recruit people, and then Alison Mack's wife was the head of the sex slaves. So there is in my mind, Chun Lee definitely knows more than she's letting off.
0: Yes. Oh god, yes. How how the fuck can you be second-in-command of something like that and plead innocent?
2: Yeah, it's amazing to 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 to, to think that like okay. Yes, I was in the sex cult, but I never saw anything bad happen. Like, no. oh, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off, Chun Lee. You know more than you have said. That is my own personal opinion. I have no facts to back this up, except for uh my own common sense. Chun Lee knows more than she's letting on.
0: Okay. Uh, so I can
2: accept that. So that's the sex cult stuff. Um I guess we have to talk about the movie. The sex cult stuff is so much more fun to talk about yes. than the actual movie. The sex cult stuff's more exciting, you know? Yes. Bunny, um, I'm sorry to have to do this. <laughs> um, can you explain the plot of this week's movie? And, and silence.
0: I'll give it a whirl. Okay, so okay. uh she is a young girl of privilege, uh, who basically only got to spend time with her dad when they were doing kung fu in the yard. Yeah. Uh I forget the actual style, it was like woo woo or something like that, or
1: woo 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 woo
0: jun, or I don't know.
1: It was John Woo.
0: Style. I i don't know. Uh and he is a big businessman. Other big businessmen break into his house and take him to do things. Yeah. Bad things. Okay. Uh Michael Clark Duncan was on the bad guy's side. So we're talking about very bad things they want him to do. Saying he does them because they're threatening to kill his child who grows up to be a great pianist and things like that. And then basically throws her like one day she just wakes up and says, I'm gonna throw my life away to find my father now. You know? So she ditches yeah. the whole pianist thing to basically kind of become a ninja. Basically. And in her travels she keeps seeing people with this web design on their hands. Yeah. And it turns out they're the good guys, I guess. And it's led by a cult leader, basically. You know, if you're if you're running the web hand guys gang, that's basically a cult, I would think. So so Chun-Li is acting within her element, I guess we would have to say.
1: Yes, very uh, much so. Uh,
0: so she gets involved with him and he starts teaching her the, the secret battle ways or whatever. Look, there was a training sequence, okay? That's all I could really tell you. Bit of a montage.
1: Um, Around!
0: and then they fight the bad guys at the end and and they win.
2: That's basically it. Yeah. I was really upset when the explosion happened and the kung fu master died cuz it's like damn it. You can't kill the only person who actually knows kung fu in this movie. Yeah. I mean this this is why the movie like
0: like it's so generic of a plot that that is why this movie is just not interesting. Yeah. So- you know, there's nothing, there's nothing personal about any of them. It's extremely cookie cutter. Yeah. And let me tell you, I am, I am rather upset about the amount of fights that actually took oh place in streets. And I'm
2: including docks as streets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Street Fighter, not Dark Alley Fighter. No, no,
0: I'm accepting Dark Alley's too, but like I'm not. But like we had we had we had fighting in the backyard, fighting on a roof, fighting in a bathroom. You know, just fighting in in all of these these indoor places that are clearly clearly not a street yeah so when i would see them fighting an alley i'm like i'm counting that
2: i'm not counting that okay well first off if you're gonna make a street fighter movie you have to give it good fight scenes yes the fight that they kept building up towards between uh, Vega, who is the guy with the claws, the Wolverine guy, and uh, Chun-Li. That was like 40 seconds. Yeah. That was like 40 seconds of a fight. That, and that's just sad. Like, I can't point to any actual fights in this movie that I can recall at all. Yes, and that the the end of the movie, I
0: was very much wondering where the fuck were all of the other web hand guys that this guy is the leader of.
2: I'm assuming that um, they were probably called by the crazy eighty eight. Yes,
0: possibly.
2: To go help them, and also maybe like the Foot Clan somewhere. Yeah. Needed some more people.
0: Yeah.
1: Secondly, uh, in they, would, the game... they would just
0: have they would just have tattoos of fungus. <laughs> uh.
2: Secondly, I hate to be that guy, but in the game, Chun Li is a Chinese martial arts master avenging the death of her father, and not a piano playing music virtuoso played by a Canadian woman from Vancouver who only has a purple belt. Yes. I saw an article about the movie, and I saw that she was a purple belt. And I, I'm like, what is a purple belt? I need to figure out what this actually is. So I looked it up, and a purple belt is a beginner's belt where, hey, you're doing good. Now uh, now that you've earned the purple belt, we're going to teach you how to move. Okay. So... Um, Call me crazy, but if you're going to make a martial arts film about one of the first ever real female fighters in the history of fighting video games, maybe get someone who can actually fight! (laughs) So, this movie... And that brings me to the third point. This movie reeks of, here's everyone we could afford. Yeah. You know, so there's Lana Lang. There's an actor from American Pie movies. There's lo- the long-haired guy no one remembers from the Black Eyed Peas. He plays Vega. Okay. I love that because the Black Eyed Peas were Fergie, Will I Am, and the rest. And the rest is a black one and a guy with extremely long hair. And they got the guy with extremely long hair from uh, the Black Eyed Peas, and I think that's hilarious. And Michael Clark Duncan, three years before his death.
0: Yes. I did actually have to look it up to make sure that this movie didn't kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: Yeah. I was concerned.
2: Yeah. Oh, and also uh, Liu Kang from the original Mortal Kombat movies plays Jen, the master of both Kung Fu and exposition.
1: Okay.
2: Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was asked to reprise his role as Guile from 1994 Street Fighter but he turned it down which was a shock to me cuz i wasn't aware that jean-claude van damme was capable of turning down any film
0: that's that's exactly it i mean once you've got to know that you're in trouble when jean-claude van damme turns down a part in your movie
2: like so the movies you made then what have you been turning down You know, like that is shocking to me. That's like hearing modern day Nicolas Cage say, I don't think so. That's not up to the level of a Nicolas Cage film. Like that's something he hasn't said since leaving Las Vegas. Um, I, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, I especially hated American Pie actor Chris Klein, who plays some generic uh, agent trying to track down M. Bison, because he's got that TV cop voice. Yeah. My name's Frank. I'm a detective. And I've been sent here to track the criminal. And, and like, he does that during the entire film. He's got resting NCIS voice. Yes. Yes, he and does. And I hate it. Now, and we mentioned this before, We mentioned it before, but the movie isn't all that bad. It's not a bad film. It's just fucking boring.
0: Yeah. No, nothing special happens here nothing yeah. unexpected happens here and 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 there are certainly nits to pick about the movie itself i mean clearly if you want to stop a fight regardless of how well you personally are doing in the fight the fight will end when an albino white guy enters the room yeah how many fights were stopped just because he showed up? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, like, and
1: then, why and isn't then somebody sort of like- working
2: their way to kicking his ass? And then there's the lazy writing of like, oh, the guy from American Pie shows up. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm trying to track down the Shadow Clan. And then the FBI agent, police officer, whatever the fuck says, oh, the Shadow Clan. There's a, they're a myth, but they're not a myth enough for Chun Li to just go to a internet cafe and press the on button. And have all of their information magically pop up on the computer screen. Yes. Yes. It's one of those movies where it's like, you're going to tell me everything. I ain't telling you nothing. Okay, well, I'm gonna lightly twist your arm. Ow! Oh, okay, okay, I'll talk. I'll talk. There's a big shipment coming in Thursday on the seventh dock. It's boat number eight fourteen. They'll be arriving at nine fourteen a.m. It's it, it's it's a bunch of things. Let me give you a listing of everything. Like 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it like. It, If anything, I hate this movie more because it's not bad like The Room or Birdemic, but it's worse. It's just boring and lazy and it takes forever for anything to happen. And it's as if the filmmakers know that they couldn't afford actual people who know martial arts. And so this is a... a f- fighting film that is trying its hardest
1: to avoid showing any fucking fights.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. We
1: establish. Can't fucking
2: fight for shit.
0: We establish that she is a badass because her dad is a badass. Her dad did almost take out michael clark duncan until an albino white guy came into the room yeah okay yeah so that gives me a problem later on when she is captive and sees her dad again that now we have two two badass kung fu masters (laughs) in the same room at the same time and they do nothing yep. to prevent yeah. the albino guy from snapping her dad's neck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's hardly any fighting in a film called "Street Fighter."
1: See, I,
2: I'd hate I hate to do this. I hate to do this. I'd ha- I, I, I hate myself saying this. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia's 1994 film Street Fighter. Yeah, that's shit, but it was fun shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I've never seen it. I like always kind of meant to. You know, it's but fucking it's fucking Julia Julia's it's in it. I loved him.
1: It's fucking dumb in a fun-ass
2: way that you have fun watching and laughing at. At least it ca- captures your attention. Yes, it's shit, but it's fun shit. But this movie is boring, and it's dull, and nothing's happening, and it's badly written, and the plot is generic as fuck. It's just lame. The acting isn't very good. The narration is unbearable. The whole movie is just a yawn. Essentially, this film is the Rogue One of Street Fighter Because their plan was, let's make a Street Fighter movie. No, people really hated that Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter movie. So if we're going to do a Street Fighter movie, we need to do it different. Here's my idea. Let's make a whole series of Street Fighter standalone films. Each film will dive deep into the backstory of these characters. And the idea was all of these movies will no doubt be a hit, which will then eventually have the film where they all come together. And that will be the big Street Fighter movie like the Avengers. Yeah. This movie cost $18 million to make. And then with worldwide advertising, and they did a big blitz for this, it, it, they spent about $50 million making this film. And it only made worldwide a total of $12 million. So this movie flopped so bad that they canceled all the other standalone sequels, which is why we won't get a Solo 2. Solo <laughs> was a good movie.
0: I, didn't I know, and, and I don't know why it's the one that always gets panned. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a great movie, but it felt more like like a Star Wars movie to me.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, where so, it was fun, yeah. and there was action, and there was wisecracking, and I loved the goddamn robot in that movie, you know?
2: Yeah, and the guy doing, doing Han Solo, he did a good job. He did a good job. He wasn't Han Solo, but he—he wasn't Harrison Ford, but I could see him as Han Solo. He did a good job. Wouldn't it work so simple?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as all the Star Wars movies go, except for the holy original
2: trilogy, of course. Solo's my favorite. I'd rather watch Rogue One and Solo than have to watch any of the three. Trilogy-centric movies. Yeah, yeah. So they were already working on sequels to Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li, which would have focused on Ken and Ryu. Yeah, Ryu, Ryu. Um, I imagine that if they did make those movies, knowing the type of actors they could afford, that what we missed out is. Jason Biggs and Tara Reed starring in Street Fighter 2: The Legend of Ryu. And then here's my favorite one, the third film, James Vander James Vanderbeek versus the Big Show in Street Fighter 3: The Legend of Ken. I can 100% all of those movies. James Vanderbeek versus the Big Show, like in like in 2010. That's probably who they could afford. Yeah. Oh, and then of course the the fourth one, Danny DeVito with green skin, Street Fighter Four, The Legend of Blanca. That's the monster one that shocks people. Just to let you know.
1: Um, Oh okay.
2: uh, Casting, but. Anyway, this isn't bad. It's just fucking boring. I was hoping... I know we're only two in. I know... Oh, the pen in my hair fell out. Oh, well. I know that we're only two movies in to our summer of the IMDb bottom 100, but I was hoping that all of the movies on the list would be more dumb fun, like like, uh, The Room... And stuff like that, but well, we may yet we'll
0: see Superman four or the love guru, and what was the other one? uh Dungeons and dragons Dungeons and dragons yeah any one of them has 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 a great possibility of providing at least some fun fun stupid.
2: Yeah. Bonnie, can you still hear and see me right now? I can. Okay, because my screen has gone blank, so that's exciting. But we'll oh. worry about that later. We're, we're, we're about to wrap up. But this is... But this, this is a kung fu movie with more piano playing and lesbian dance-offs than actual kung fu fighting, which is why... Carl Douglas was a liar. Hardly anyone was kung fu fighting in this. Okay. Yes. Was a, Carl Douglas was a lying bastard, and I'm a, Do you know Graham Norton? Uh,
0: yeah he uh he's a British talk show host.
2: Host, the host of the Graham Norton Show. Yeah. The actor who plays M Bison is a spitting image for gay British talk show host. Graham Norton. Except this guy was in the movie Ravenous. Yes, and uh, Band of Brothers.
0: Was he in Band of Brothers? Yeah, 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 that sounds familiar. I never watched that. like
2: everybody was in Band of Brothers, but he was in Band of Brothers. But I, like I told Natasha that, and she's like, I don't know who either of those people are. So I got a picture of M. Bison from the movie, and I got a picture of Graham Norton, and she said, yeah, that's the exact same person. And it's like, that's weird. It's weird that they made the bad guy, because in the video games, he's, like, dressed as, like, a Russian, like, captain, and he's got a big, huge, massive hat, and this big coat, and he's these this big, burly, violent guy, but in this, he's just Graham Norton. Like, why did you make him look like Graham Norton? He's the final boss! Yeah. You get a Doctor Doom... Or a Bowser and not the host of the Graham Norton show. I just found the whole thing weird. But um, I wanted to end this discussion with a weird fun fact. So I've got a fun fact for you. Okay. So two characters in this movie. M. Bison, the bad guy, the boss. And then there's also uh, Michael Clark Duncan. His character's name is Balrog. Yeah. So... Um in when you play the game Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 then yeah um M Bison big burly guy the evil bad guy the final boss and then Balrog is a black boxer and he has boxing trunks and he has boxing gloves and he can knock you out with one punch He's super strong. Um, so, fun fact about Street Fighter: in the original Japanese game, the boss is named Balrog, and the boxer, the American boxer who's black, yeah, knock someone out with one punch. And this is America in the early '90s. If you see where we're going here, yeah. His name was uh, Mike Bison.
0: Okay.
2: <coughs> I find this hilarious. But yeah, the boxer's name was Mike Bison. So when they decided to release Street Fighter Two in America, the Japanese company Capcom is like, oh, we're going to get fucking sued. <laughs> For Mike Bison. So they said, okay, how about this? We'll change it to M. Bison. M standing for Mike. Is that legal enough? And they said, no, that's still not legal enough. Fuck. How about this? We'll switch some names. Okay. So we'll make them boss mike bison and the boxer can be named balrog and that caught on and now even in japan people know i imagine i imagine that when the raw julia film did come out they're like wait a second why is the boxer not mike bison (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah it's always it's weird in this movie seeing Balrog, the black guy, and M. Bison, the evil boss of the whatever Foot Clan, and it's like, ah, the black guy's supposed to be Mike Bison. That's hilarious. Another fun fact, in the game, you actually, despite what this movie would have you believe, um, Balrog, the giant, massive, punishing boxer... Cannot be defeated with a few watermelons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's actually no watermelon throwing in the entire Street Fighter series. I know this must come <laughs> as a shock to you, Bunny, but there is no watermelon throwing. Yeah. Sorry. So that's all I have this week. Um, this movie sucks.
0: It does suck. So again, I'm, but- gonna, I'm gonna give it a room and okay. i'm I, and this scale is going to adjust. it just has to. We've never done yes. this before. Yes. Uh, yeah. maybe two rooms i mean it it literally just had no heart, yeah, it had no soul. it was kind of like. When you see a craft beer in the 7 Eleven or something like that, and you get home and you, it just tastes completely processed. Yeah. Like this is a fake craft beer, like Miller's Red Dog or whatever it was.
2: Yeah. That's what this movie was. It's just boring, which is the worst thing a movie can be. Yes. Yeah, it's just boring. Okay, so, Bunny, I have the results here of our poll.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: This week we got twice as many votes as last week.
0: Nice. Keep it coming, people.
2: The final results are, uh, with 19% Superman IV, the quest for peace, Uh, in second place, real surprising, is the love guru... Unfortunately, next week we will be watching the live-action Dungeons & Dragons movie!
0: Okay.
2: I already have, uh... uh, the podcast Psychotronic Cinema? The head of Psychotronic Cinema wants to come on the podcast and talk about this week's... uh, next week's movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he wrote on the bottom of the poll, I'll come and talk Dungeons and Dragons. I am a huge fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I've been a fan of Dungeons and Dragons a long time. I am really good at it. I make the most money. A lot of people don't b- purchase Baltic Avenue, but really, yeah. that's where the money is because it's so cheap to purchase Baltic Avenue. That's where you put your hotels in. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. The first thing I do is I buy up all the railroads. Yeah, that's the first thing I do, and it's so good. It's I, I am so good at Dungeons and Dragons. Hi, hi. So next week, we're doing. Dungeons I
0: always, and... yes, the first two pur- purchases I always wanted to make were those two what we would call the slums. Of the Monopoly board. Then my next objective was always not bar walk and park place, but I wanted to catch the corner before it. Yes. Yes. With the yellow ones and the red ones. No, the yellow ones and the green ones. Yeah. I forget. It's been a while. Yeah.
2: Okay, so next week we're watching Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think that's a UE Bowl film. Not uh, that I know of. But I've never seen it before. So that'll be exciting. I- I'm going to pre guess.
0: I'm going to pre guess that it's going to be much like this, where it's like, meh, kind of serviceable. Nothing I'm special. That
2: it's okay. Fun bad. That's what I was hoping that a lot of these movies would be. Would be that sort of fun bad movie. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, let's gather everybody together. Let's have a few beers and we'll watch fucking pandemic. But so far, these have all been different types of slogs.
0: I think we have to get higher in the list to start hitting the true trash.
2: Yeah. But next week, Dungeons and Dragons. Be sure and uh, listen to that. We will also have a shop, a shop about uh, a famous band that everyone loves and how they're kind of sort of racist. Okay. So that will be exciting. And we will be talking next week about the live-action Loki series. Uh, I'll be doing some spoilers for that. That's going to be fun. But that's next week. Now that we're uh, get out of here, Dougie. Now that we're talking, now that we're done with this week—the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the sex cult, the singing nun, uh, WWE getting censored—I, um, Dunkin' Donuts managers are killing people. Yes, but they did sort of deserve it. I gotta say, I think this has been a good episode. This
0: has been a damn good episode.
2: Okay, good. I felt the same way, but I, I didn't wanna. Ooh, my hair looks incredible right now. Wow. I got I got I'm in a music video. <laughs> I I am in I I'm, I'm in girls just wanna have fun right now is where I am. That is beautiful.
1: Uh
2: I gotta say, I think this has been. No, you cannot have these. These are moms. I gotta say, I think this has been a
0: pretty good episode
2: of the podcast.
0: This has been a damn good episode of the podcast.
2: It, good. I felt, I feel the same way, but I didn't wanna step on your toes because you're the person who makes that distinction as to whether or not it was a damn. Uh, but, and I didn't wanna infringe on your part of the show. But yes, I concur. With your assessment, good sir. So until next week,
0: I am Bunny Williams.
2: And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Natasha and Eleanor and Maxwell and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens.
1: Can you wiggly like do you, you,
2: please? Are you trying to show off your uh, tooth that's about to come out? Is that what you're doing?
1: Yeah, it came out today.
2: Okay. I support this. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Maxwell lost up, a tooth.
1: I just woke up on the couch and then opened my mouth and it just falls out.
2: Yeah, Maxwell lost a tooth. The police are baffled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trumps? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good one, Eleanor.
1: Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do.
2: Doo doo do, doo do. doo do, doo do, doo do, doo do, doo 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 doo. Skinny papa doo wow. cut
1: and print. Cut and print.